And welcome back to another edition of Harris's Sports Take. Glad you are with me. On this episode, we will be talking about some big market teams and some big market failures. Lakers, Knicks, Giants. I have one question that pertains to all three of these teams. What the heck is your plan? So I'm going to start out with the Lakers because over the course of the last month, they have been in the headlines the most. Let's start with the Magic Johnson resignation. Magic Johnson embarrassed himself with one of the worst tenures possible for a front office executive. You traded D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez because D'Angelo Russell wasn't a leader. You traded a 20-21-year-old guy who the number two overall pick was used on just a few years before because he couldn't be the leader of one of the most prestigious franchises in all of sports and in the entire planet Earth. Are you serious? And you know what, Magic Johnson? Brooke Lopez is now on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, by the way, have lost one playoff game in two series and are four wins away from the NBA Finals. So you traded D'Angelo Russell for nothing. I know D'Angelo Russell had the marijuana problem at the airport, but we saw how special he could be. And you traded that away for nothing because he couldn't be a leader of a team. Not just any team, because he couldn't be the leader of the Los Angeles Lakers. You know what? Most 20, 21-year-olds, they're in college. They have no idea what the hell they're going to do with their lives. How are you going to give up on a guy that isn't a leader? I get it. He might be a locker room. He might have been a locker room cancer at the time. But there's too much upside. How do you trade that away? Number two. This has kind of flown under the radar. Trading Zubats to the Clippers. I don't know, Magic Johnson, if you were watching the Golden State Warriors versus the LA Lakers on Christmas Day 2018, December 25th, when LeBron went down at Oracle, and then Zubats played a huge role. I was like, oh my god, where did that come from? This guy could be a starter on a playoff team. This guy could be a 10-point, 10-rebound kind of guy. You have a really, really good piece. And you know what Magic Johnson does? He trades him to the Clippers. My God. And you know what's even worse, Magic Johnson? You didn't fire Luke Walton, you said, because you didn't want to upset Jeannie. For crying out loud. And I'm going to get to Jeannie Buss in a second because she's not getting a pass on this. For crying out loud, Magic Johnson. This is the National Basketball Association, not the YMCA. I think it was Fox Sports or ESPN, one of those debate shows said the Lakers are a mom and pop shop. And in all honesty, that could not be more accurate. Magic Johnson, you didn't fire someone because you didn't want to upset the owner's feelings? Are we talking about feelings here? Are you too much in your own feelings? Is that what your problem is, Magic Johnson? Do you not see the writing on the wall? Luke Walton might be a good coach in the league one day. Maybe. He's just not there yet. 
He's into a situation where he has to get guys to develop right now. Luke Walton has called out Ingram and Lonzo saying, we need more effort consistently. And Kuzma. He's called out his young guys. And he's praised them when they've played well. Whose fault is it, Magic Johnson, that you have guys... You have guys that look like future perennial all-stars against top teams one night, and then the next night they go lay an egg and get and lose by 30. Whose fault is that besides the players? In addition to the players, whose fault is that? Oh, I don't know. The coach? Yeah, it's the coach. You're damn right it's the coach. And you kept the coach because you didn't want to upset Jeannie Buss, who you love dearly. And, oh, this is the Los Angeles Lakers, where we do everything as a family. And speaking of doing everything as a family, I'm going to cut, I'm going to touch base on that in just a moment. But finally, Magic Johnson, the way you step down. Ridiculous. Someone who doesn't know a darn thing about sports. Understands. You do not step down at a press conference. Because... You, you know what you said? You didn't want to tell her. You were too scared. That's why you didn't do it, Magic Johnson. You were too scared. You were too scared to admit to Jeannie Buss and Kurt Rambis or whoever, I don't know, that you were probably the worst executive that they could have hired. You were too scared to admit your shortcomings. And yes, Magic Johnson, I wish everything, I wish nothing but the best for you. I hope that you are happy now. I genuinely do, because you don't want people to, to stay in a position if they're not happy. But have some class about it, for crying out loud. This man is getting a pass. For all, because he's Irvin Magic Johnson, one of the greatest players the NBA has ever seen. All the great work he does off the away from the public eye. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not taking away any of his accomplish, accomplishments he's had on the basketball court or in business, marketing, I don't, whatever. But I have to go based on what I've seen. I am 16 years old. I was not alive in the 1980s to watch Magic Johnson play basketball. I was not alive in the 80s and the 90s. So with that being said, I got to go with based on what I got. And what I got is a guy that was too scared to really tell it the truth. But now I got to get the genie bus. Guys, here's the reason why genie bus hadn't been called out. It's because she's a woman. And if a male sports anchor, commentator, contributor writes something or says something on TV or whatever on the radio they're going to get they're going to get fired because they're going to be accused of of they're going to be accused of criticizing a woman a woman in an unfair ma- in an unfair matter and you know what the excuse is going to be if if a man was did exactly what Jeannie Buss would have done he wouldn't be criticized so these sports writers and commentators are too afraid to criticize Jeannie Buss, rightfully so. They've criticized her a little bit, not enough. They haven't gone hard enough 
to criticize her because they're too scared of getting in trouble in the public eye. That is a fact. That has to be a fact. Because based on what I've seen, once again, based on what I've seen, this is what needs to happen for the future of the Los Angeles Lakers. She needs to sell the team. Sell the team. Jeannie Buss, do you not understand? Once again, I just said it about Magic, and I'm saying it about you. This is not a mom and pop shop, as it was said, based on what I've heard, which was incredible. You need to put your organization in the best position possible to win. Jeannie Buss, you hire Rob Palenka as the GM. He's never been a GM before. You hire him because he was Kobe's agent. Oh, he's got the connections. He's got the relationships. He's got all of it. He's the man. This isn't just any GM job, Jeannie Buss. I hope you understand how you are expected to hire the best of the best because you are the Los Angeles Lakers, 16-time NBA champion. And anything short of the best of the best is a failure. And you know what Rob Polenka is? Anything short of average. He's anything short of average. How does he know how to be an NBA GM? He doesn't. He's a sports agent. He's never worked in a front office before, if I'm not mistaken. You just know him because of Kobe. Because Kobe won five championships for you. But you know what, Jeannie Buss? It's 2019. Kobe Bryant has been retired for three years. Move on. Move on. And now, Jeannie Buss, reports have been swirling that Kurt Rambis' wife, Linda, has been leading the coaching search. So what, you're just going to look at your dear friends? Let's get all your dear friends on a, on a table in Malibu, on your yacht or whatever, and be like, hey, friends, hey, cousins, who wants to help determine who should be the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers? That's what it must be like. This is business. This is not a YMCA league, Jeannie Bus. Get your act together. Why do you not understand that? You have the greatest superstar in basketball over the past 10 years on your team right now in LeBron James. It is win now. You're expected to take advantage of LeBron James's greatness for as long as he has it, and we're not going to know how long it's going to be because he gets as he gets older, stuff happens, injuries happen, you lose a step, you lose that pop, you lose that that flash that he had all throughout his career. There's going to be a day in time, ladies and gentlemen, where LeBron James is not the same. It's going to happen to Tom Brady eventually. It's going to happen to Mike Trout eventually. It happens to every superstar, and we just don't know where that when that's going to be. But with the time, with right now, you still got LeBron James, and he's still one of the best players, if not the best player, in on planet Earth. And if you do not, Genie Bus, capitalize on what you have, you have failed. And based on what I've seen, it is not looking like you're going to be able to capitalize on having LeBron James on your basketball team. Magic Johnson stepped away probably because he felt like he couldn't get a. A top dog free agent. No, not probably. That's what he said. He's like, if I don't feel that I can sign free agents, I will step down. 
He said that before the 2018-2019 basketball season. So Jeannie Bus, everything that you have done is going is has been a failure and it will translate to a failure. You have failed so badly, Jeannie Bus, that your team had a protest. Your fans had a protest in Los Angeles. You have got to be kidding me. You know how embarrassing that is? You know, you know, you were lucky to even get a decent coach in Frank Vogel. You had Monty Williams turn you down, Ty Wu turn you down. And Ty Wu turned him down probably because of the five-year contract which he wanted, blah, 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 blah. It was that, and it was Jeannie Buss running the team. Ty Wu did not feel that that organization with LeBron James would give Ty Wu a good chance to be a successful head coach. That's why Ty Wu didn't take the job. Monty Williams didn't take the job because of those same reasons. And he went to a dysfunctional Phoenix Suns team over you, Los Angeles Lakers. You coveted a coach that picked the Phoenix Suns over you. How does it feel to be beaten out by the Phoenix Suns? The laughing stock of the NBA. With one of the lousiest owners in sports. How's that feel, Genie Bus? And I feel bad for LeBron James, honestly. I feel so bad because it is not fair to say to LeBron. Hey, LeBron, stop controlling the team. I feel bad for LeBron James for lots of reasons. It ain't LeBron's fault that he walks into an organization that is such so dysfunctional like this. You would never have thought twice about going to the Los Angeles Lakers, and he never would have questioned the culture of the team. That's not something you question with one of the most prestigious teams in sports. And you have to question it now. It's not LeBron's fault. It's not LeBron's fault that he... Um, it's not LeBron's fault that he went... That Magic Johnson didn't fire a coach who couldn't develop young talent. LeBron James just wants to be in LA. He just wants to play basketball with a good coach. And young guys. It's not LeBron James's fault that he had the wrong coach this year, Luke Walton, and he's had the wrong coach several other occasions in his career. It's not LeBron James's fault that an owner, Jeannie Buss, hires a general manager with no previous front office experience. It's not LeBron James's fault. That certain young pieces have been traded for nothing in the past. That there is no plan put in place. So LeBron has been screwed. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. However, if LeBron James somehow convinces any decent free agent to go play on that team... Those critics won't have anything to say anymore. 
if LeBron James can convince, oh, I don't know, a Kevin Durant, which I don't think will happen, but he can convince any of these top-tier guys, even Kyrie Irving, Kawhi, any of these guys, any Kemba Walker, whoever, to go play in L.A., any all-star player to go over there to, to Southern California and play with him, do you know what that proves, LeBron haters? That proves that in spite of the dysfunctionality, in spite of the head coach turnover, in spite of, of the family business that is the Los Angeles Lakers, players still want to play with LeBron James. And there is no argument against that if LeBron James gets a free agent. So as much as I feel bad for LeBron James, and I do, he can look at this situation as a half-full glass or a half-empty glass. And if he looks at it as half-full in a, in, a, in a better light, LeBron James should understand that he can silence his critics. Because if he can pull this off, man, how impressive that would be. Those LeBron haters, Skip Bayless, they can't say, oh, no one wants to play with LeBron anymore. He's such a dominating force. He's such a cancer. He's, everything revolves around him. No one, would, no one wants to play with him. No more argument if LeBron James gets any top-tier free agents. And you know what's funny about all this? We would be congratulating the Los Angeles Lakers for, or no, we would be congratulating LeBron James on his accomplishment of convincing someone to go to L.A. And this comes back to Jeannie Buss one final time. You have clogged L.A. You shouldn't have to prove yourself to anyone. You have Hollywood. You're the Lakers. You have LeBron James. What else more do you have to prove? Oh, you've got a lot to prove. You've got to explain yourself. You've got to explain the chaos. You've got to explain the free agents. Why two coaches turned you down. But LeBron James could be the ultimate winner. Even if it doesn't translate to championships. Character-wise, he could be the ultimate winner. LeBron James can silence his critics forever. And now we're going to get to our next big market failure. The New York Knicks. The New York Knickerbockers. The New York Knicks, James Dolan, laughing stock at its finest. You signed Courtney Lee. You signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to big contracts. When your team's not even near the playoffs. And you trade them just to get rid of cap space. You get yourself out of a hole that you've dug yourself into. Max Kellerman did a great segment on this right after the Porzingis trade. You dig yourself into that hole. Come on, Knicks. Be smart. The only reason why people are giving you any hope to have any success is because you are in New York City, New York. That is the only reason. I hope the New York Knicks do not get Zion. I hope 
the ping pong balls or I don't know what whatever the, the draft lottery balls. I hope they don't go in the New York Knicks' favor because they don't deserve him. You take Frank Nielakina over Dennis Smith Jr. over Donovan Mitchell over Marketing. Bad pick. You sign all these bad free agents. You have chaos in your front office. People are, are wanting your owner to sell the franchise. You failed with Carmelo Anthony. You are a laughing stock of a franchise. And you don't deserve Zion Williamson. You do not deserve him. You know what, Zion? You know what? The universe? You know what, universe? If you're listening to this, anyone who lives on planet Earth, you should want Zion Williamson to go to the Atlanta Hawks. And obviously, yes, there is some bias because I am from Atlanta. But if you look at what is transpiring before our very eyes, the Atlanta Hawks deserve Zion because the Atlanta Hawks are not New York or LA or Miami or Chicago. They're not a ginormous market. They're not tiny. By no means are they on New Orleans level, Milwaukee, Orlando, like these smaller markets. Like they're good, but they're not they're not like one of the best markets. So we're not gonna go out and and sign a KD or Kawhi. So we deserve, we deserve our superhero. We deserve a chance with Zion Williamson because the Hawks have developed two young players, John Collins and Trey Young, into guys that seem like they will be perennial all-stars and top players in this National Basketball Association for the next 10 years. John Collins was the 17th overall pick. That's outside the lottery. People picked outside the lottery are not expected to do what John Collins is doing. Trey Young was picked number five. You could be like, oh, Trey Young. Oh, he was the number five overall pick. Of course he's doing all this stuff. Why should the Hawks have credit for that? You know how many people were criticizing Trey Young before the draft. Decision making, defense, all that stuff. Well, the Hawks have found a way for him to compete with Luka Doncic for the Rookie of the Year race. And you know how good Luka Doncic is? The Hawks, even though they tr- they made that draft night trade, which I do not like, but they have worked with what they had, and they've done a pretty good job with it. They have proven to the NBA that they've got a coach who can flat-out coach and motivate his guys and develop them, and they've got young core, a young core of Collins and Young, and Kevin Herter came along nicely. I mean, my God. What more do you, what more can the Hawks do? They don't sign bad guys. They don't sign bad guys on a bad contract. I know they signed Dwight Howard, so that's an exception. But but they didn't go out last summer and throw a whole bunch of money at someone and get themselves into a hole like the Knicks have done. So what? The Atlanta Hawks don't deserve Zion because they're not they're not the the greatest city in the world. They're not New York City. They're not Times Square. They're not Manhattan. They're not Broadway. They don't have that. Why do they deserve them? We want the Knicks to be good. The Atlanta Hawks deserve Zion Williamson. Because if you could develop 
John Collins into what he is now, a guy that should have been in the All-Star game, imagine what you could do with Zion Williamson, a guy who is the truth. Imagine what you could do with Zion Williamson. 18 years old. He's long. He's quick. He plays defense. He cares about his teammates. He cares about a game, no about the game. No character issues that we've seen thus far. He's a young kid, no temper issues. He ain't trying to shut critics down when saying, "Oh, Zion, shut it down after your after your your foot went through that shoe against UNC earlier this year." Zion ain't out to ain't out. Zion has not acted like anyone is his enemy. He's competing against himself. And that is so attractive to a franchise. And the New York Knicks don't deserve that after what they've done in the past with James Dolan as their owner. They don't deserve that. I mean, my God. If anyone says that they want to see the New York Knicks with Zion Williamson, you are out of your crazy mind. And, if, and you are also out of your crazy mind if you say, if you think the Atlanta Hawks do not deserve him. The Knicks don't deserve Zion. Phoenix doesn't either. They keep firing their coach. Where's the stability? What do you expect? Come on now. This is ridiculous. Zion Williamson to the Hawks will be a match made in heaven. Zion Williamson's talents wouldn't be wasted. This is so easy, ladies and gentlemen. Rigging the NBA draft lottery in the Hawks' favor would be such a good thing for the NBA. Because the Knicks would get what they ultimately deserve, and that is not the prized possession, that is not the box of gold that is Zion Williamson. They don't deserve the treasure. Not now. Build up your young talent. Don't trade a top superstar away. Keep him happy. Don't have a bad owner. And then maybe we will and then maybe we will have a conversation if you deserve a prized possession that is of the caliber of Zion Williamson. But not now. Not in 2019. And that leads us to our third and final big market failure, the New York football giants. I haven't heard this when I've been watching stuff about Daniel Jones being picked number six overall by New York. I have not heard, I have not heard any analysis that says the Giants are scared of Daniel Jones because, because they're scared of how their GM views quarterbacks. And let me explain that. I haven't really heard anyone anyone talk about why Giants fans are really scared. I haven't heard that. And what I mean by really scared, Giants fans could be sitting at home thinking, why can we trust Dave Gettleman with drafting a potential franchise quarterback when he sees a washed-up Eli Manning as a great player still? How can we trust a guy with that quarterback knowledge and perception and opinion how can we trust him 
with our potential franchise quarterback. That's really what our issue is. That's really why Giants fans are upset. They're not only upset because they could have had Haskins over Jones, which would have been a lot smarter. They're upset because of what Dave Gettleman has said. They're upset because of the way Dave Gettleman has run their franchise. They're upset because Dave Gettleman is willing to keep Eli Manning on the books, but will let Landon Collins walk. That's why they're upset. They don't trust their GM, as they shouldn't. Giants fans, I got something to tell you. In three, four years, if y'all if y'all keep looking like how you're looking, you'll be lucky if Saquon Barkley can walk on two feet. Because he's going to get pounded, and he's going to get pounded, and he's going to get pounded. And every time he gets pounded, that is another million dollars that's going to be shedded off of his next contract. His value is only going to be diminishing. Because his prime is right now. And you, just like the Los Angeles Lakers, with the lack of plan that you have, you are in position to waste one of you are in position to waste a superstar's talents. And by no means am I comparing Saquon Barkley to that of LeBron James. Because that's not fair to LeBron James. But they're both superstars in their games right now. In both Lakers, Giants, you'd be wasting. You would be wasting the talent of your running back because you don't have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback that can actually play, what do you do? You hand the ball off. You you dip and dunk, as Skip Bayless says. That's what you do. Saquon Barkley would be your ride and die because you won't because without a franchise quarterback, who are you going to trust? To make those throws in the seams. Who are you going to trust? When you got 2 minutes 30 seconds left. You're down by 3. You got to get 60 yards with with one timeout. Who are you going to trust? Quarterback? No. You're running back. So if you don't have a franchise quarterback. Giants fans. You better be lucky that Saquon Barkley. Doesn't have his knees blown up in a few years. What is he? 22 years old right now? I know he'll only be 25, 26 in a few years. But that's pretty old. That's not young for a running back. That'd be pretty old for a guy who, who's, who could get beaten up as much as he could in the next few years. Especially if the Giants don't have a quarterback. So, Giants fans better be worried about two positions. Quarterback and running back. This hurts Saquon Barkley. You passed on Dwayne Haskins. A guy that showed poise. A guy that showed grit in Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. And I know Penn State didn't have a great football season. But Dwayne Haskins won them that football game. You have a guy that with all the drama surrounding the Ohio State program with the Urban Meyer, Zach Smith crap, you had a guy that locked in, said, you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to go out and play football with one year of starting experience he puts his team in a position to potentially get into the college football playoff. And you pass up on Dwayne Haskins for Daniel Jones, who just like the Lakers, you drafted because of internal connection. 
And if you don't know what internal connection I'm talking about, it's the Cutcliffs. David Cutcliffe is the head coach of Duke football. David Cutcliffe coached both Manning brothers in college. He was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator, and he was Eli's head coach. So, not only do the Lakers and the Giants have a problem of wasting their superstars' talent, they have a problem with with picking. They have, they are so caught up with picking within their own family, within their with they're st- they're so caught up with familiarity. Man, it is bad. Those New York Giants, Giants fans, NFL fans, understand. That's why Giants fans are upset. They're not just upset because there's no Haskins, as they should be. I'm not saying they shouldn't be upset that there's no Haskins. They should be upset. They're upset because they don't trust their GM. So with that being said... Giants, Lakers, Knicks, get your act together. I don't know where we go from here. If anyone has any plan, if anyone thinks they know what plan is going to be put in place, I would love to hear you. I would love to hear your opinions because I don't even think they've got them. Thank you for listening. It will be interesting to see if these three big market franchises will be able to turn it around. But for the meantime, bigger is not always better, especially in sports markets.